welcome to the Sex, Self, and Relationships Podcast. I'm your host, Fatima, but you can call me Tima. This is a lifestyle podcast focused on sex, self, and relationships. This podcast will provide sex education, focusing especially on female pleasure. We will discuss self-development and how we can become the best versions of ourselves, all while exploring our relationships and how we can show up as our best for all of them. Welcome. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Today's sex episode is on how to let your lady know you want more sex in a relationship. Like most of my sex episodes, this isn't necessarily only for men. This is for anyone in a relationship that feels like they're not getting the amount of sex they desire in the relationship. So how do you let your lady know you want more sex in a relationship or your partner know you want more sex in a relationship? You don't. You don't go to anyone and say, give me more sex in this relationship. I want you to fuck me more. No, you don't do that. Gross. You don't do that because nobody's body belongs to you. Her body does not belong to you, and you are not entitled to any frequency of sex. It doesn't matter if she's your wife. It doesn't matter if she's your girlfriend, if she's your friends with benefits, if she's your best friend. It doesn't fucking matter. You're not entitled to anybody's body, and you're not entitled to them giving you their body because you want their body. Not being content with the sex you're having in a relationship is a relationship problem. It's not a, well, you're not giving me this, so I'm not happy. You have to fix it. It's not just your partner's responsibility to fix. You have to fix it as a team. It's the only way it'll work. The best way to solve this as a team is to attack it as you would when troubleshooting. Troubleshooting is a systematic approach to solving a problem. When troubleshooting, the goal is to determine the problem using a process of elimination. And then you implement a solution that fits the problem you've discovered. An example of troubleshooting would be you're watching TV and you try to change the channel. You pick up your remote and the remote isn't changing the channel. Your mind automatically goes into a troubleshooting mindset. You're trying to discover what the problem is so you can fix it directly. First, you might think, well, is it the TV or is it the remote? So you may think, let me go to my remote app on my phone and try a different method to change the channel. If that works, then it's most likely not the TV. You go on your phone, you attempt to change the channel using your remote app. That does work, so you can eliminate the TV being a problem. Now you can focus on the remote. So you think to yourself, well, I haven't changed the battery for the remote in a while, so it's probably that. You look around your home, you either find new batteries that you purchase and you feel like a grown-ass adult that's so responsible that have batteries at home, or maybe you can't find new batteries that you purchase because every time you want to use the new batteries, you can't find it. So you have to use another battery from another remote or wherever. You find new batteries and you put it in the remote. You find out the remote still isn't working. So now you can cross that off. It's not the battery. Then you start to think to yourself, hmm, I do remember that one time I spilled tea on the remote. Maybe it's finally catching up to the remote. Maybe it's just the remote. The remote is dead. Then you go on Amazon, need to purchase new remote. You found what the problem was and you found a solution. And that's the kind of mindset you both need in order to solve this relationship problem effectively and with love. So let's get into the troubleshooting steps. Today, I have four troubleshooting steps to help you let your lady know you want more sex in a relationship. And obviously, I don't mean that literally because you're not letting her know you want more sex in a relationship. That was just to get your attention. 
now that you're here, I'm telling you what we're really doing. And what we're doing is we're trying to solve this together. So step one, you want to ask her, is she content with the sex you're having? There are two ways this can go. If she says yes, she's content. That means she's content with the sex you're having and you're not content with the sex you're having. You guys are not compatible sexually. You can automatically go to step four, which is the last step. Spoiler alert. Step four is you're not sexually compatible and you have two options. You can either explore non-monogamy or you enter a new relationship with someone you are sexually compatible with. If she says no, that she's not content with the sex you're having, then you both have that in common. So you can proceed to step two. Step two, learn her sexual language. Like I've said many times, like I've said many times on this show, and I will continue to say over and over, the female sexuality is motivated by a combo of external circumstances and emotional state. So if you want to increase her desire for sex, you need to learn what motivates an ideal external circumstance and emotional state for her. You can learn this by understanding what her sexual breaks and sexual accelerators are. Sexual breaks are information, actions, and experiences our sexual brain receives from our environment that tells it to turn off. Examples of sexual breaks could be thinking of your parents. Like if you're thinking about your parents during sex, you're most likely going to be turned off. And if you're not, I'm not judging you, but that's none of my business. Some other examples of sexual breaks could be feeling like you're in danger or being rushed or having a dirty house, having screaming kids around, feeling a sense of pressure. These are all very common sexual breaks that tells the brain, nah, it's not time for sex. So it doesn't matter how much you putting it on her. It doesn't matter how much you licking it right. It doesn't matter how much you whisper in her ears. If these things are going on and they are her sexual breaks, because we all have different sexual breaks, if they are her sexual breaks, chances are her sexual brain is telling her to turn off. It's not going to work. She's not going to want to do it. Then we have sexual accelerators. Sexual accelerators are information, actions, and experiences our sexual brain receives from our environment that tells us to turn on. An example of sexual accelerators would be a sexy sound, a nice scent, calming energy, feeling loved, and many more. Everyone has different sexual breaks and sexual accelerators. It's important in this troubleshooting process to determine what your partner's sexual breaks and sexual accelerators are. This is going to require a lot of open, honest, and vulnerable communication. This is not a you're wrong and I'm right. This is a, we have a problem, let's fix it together. For more information on sexual breaks and accelerators, I highly recommend you read the book, Come As You Are by Emily Nagoski. The book is very informative and gives a lot of information on how the sexual brain works. Some of our breaks are a lot more sensitive than others, and some of our accelerators are a lot more sensitive than others. You have to discover what yours is and how to best work around the breaks and accelerators. Which brings us to step three, be intentional and patient. Now that you have information on her sexual breaks and accelerators, you've determined the problem, be intentional about creating a space with more sexual accelerators and fewer sexual breaks. Don't create a space of sexual accelerators with an immediate expectation of sex. That's why I said be intentional and patient because I know 
y'all people out there, y'all be intentional and be expecting sex immediately. Like, okay, I did what you want. Now give me sex. That's not how it goes, okay? <laughs> be patient. A lady can always feel when there's pressure to have sex. And that often triggers the female sexual break. For most women that I know, for myself, like no one wants to be pressured to do anything. We all want to do things because we want to do them, especially when it comes to sex. No one wants to give their body away because they're being forced to do it or they're being pressured to do it. So yes, create a space with lots of sexual accelerators, but then chill, fall back, let nature take its course. There are two ways this can go. You're intentional and you're patient. You create a space with lots of sexual accelerators. And it actually helps. It increases the sexual desire. You guys are fucking a whole lot more. Then great. Happy for you. You solved a sexual problem as a team. Go you. Go you. Go you guys. Go you guys. You did it. But then there's another way it could go. It doesn't help. She does not desire more sex with you still. It doesn't matter how patient you've been. It doesn't matter the amount of sexual accelerators you've created. It's not helping. Then you must proceed to step four. The last step, like I mentioned earlier, explore other options. Sometimes we get into relationships with people we aren't sexually compatible with, and then we try to change them. This is often always a recipe for disaster because it doesn't work. You can't change people unless they want to change. They might fake it for a little bit. You might get a little bit more sex when you first complain about it. But eventually, if it's not in the person's heart to have more sex with you, it's not going to change. So you have two options here. The first option is explore a non-monogamous relationship. A non-monogamous relationship is an umbrella term for all styles of relationships that don't follow the rules of having only one sexual partner. There are a few examples of non-monogamous relationships. The first one being an open relationship. This is also very broad, but generally, an open relationship prioritizes your primary relationship, but you can explore sexual relationships with other people. This can either include emotional connection or just strictly sexual connections only. For some people, this can be a setup that's a don't ask, don't tell, where your partner doesn't want to know. Just go do your thing, get your fulfillment, get the amount of sex you want from other people, come home, act like it never happened, their relationship goes as is. That's an option. Or for some people, they want to know what's going on out there. Oh, you had sex with this person? Cool. What's her name? What's their name? What's going on? They want to know. That's an option you can explore. Another option is relationship anarchy, which means there are no primary partners. Everyone is treated equally. You have the ability to explore emotional and sexual connections with everyone. And no one is higher than anyone in the relationship pool. Everyone is equal. You can try that. Or you can explore a monogamous style, which was made popular by one of my favorite podcasters, Dan Savage, on the Dan Savage Lovecast. And monogamous basically mean you're mostly monogamous. Like, you out here just with one person, really. But once in a while, once in a little while, maybe when you're on vacation or when you're out with the boys or when you're out with the girls, you entertain a little bit extra there. You'd have a little fun. You do a little bit, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. 
whatever that might be. Maybe the rules are you don't go all the way. Maybe you're just a little touchy-touchy, a little kissy-kissy. Whatever the rules are with your primary partner, you determine that and then you explore that when you have the opportunity. A monogamous style is often on occasions. You don't do it all the time. You're not actively looking for people to just touch and fill up on or kiss up on. It's like when the opportunity presents itself, when you're out there on vacation or whatever it is, you just seize the opportunity when it comes. Then last but not least is polygamy. Maybe your person is like, I'm good. I don't really want to have sex with more people, but you could do you. Then you could explore polygamy, which is basically when one person has multiple spouses, either a man has multiple wives or a woman has multiple husbands. And this can work for all the other types of non-monogamous relationships that I just listed. If your partner doesn't want to explore, but allows you to do it, there are couples that do that. That could work for you. This requires a lot of open communication and figuring out what works best for your relationship. It's not a one-size-fits-all, but there are options. If you don't want this relationship to end, if you're like, we have something good going here, and I don't want our sexual incompatibility to be the end of us, so how can we make this work while still being together? These are the options you have. Your second option. If you're like, nah, I don't want to explore non-monogamy. It's not going to work. Or you explore non-monogamy and you're still not happy in the relationship. Your second option is to find someone else. Find someone you are sexually compatible with. Lead the relationship. Sexual incompatibility is important. Especially if you're a sexual being and yearn for more sex with someone you're in love with. It's okay to say, my needs aren't being met here. This doesn't serve me anymore. I need to find someone else. It's okay. It's a lot better than just making the other person feel bad for who they are and what they desire. It's okay if you're not on the same page there. And it's okay to leave and find someone that you are on the same page with. And that's it. I hope today's episode helps you. And I hope this episode motivates a healthy communication with you and your partner and hopefully helps you solve your sexual frequency problem. Thank you very much for listening. Love you guys like always. Bye. Please like, share, and most importantly, leave reviews to help the podcast grow. For more information on the resources used in this episode, please refer to the links in the bio.